Happy Money Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Women Effect Podcast. I am your host, Chris Ross, and if you're new to us, welcome. I am incredibly grateful that you're joining us for the first time. The outcome that we're after on each episode of this show is to introduce you to as many people as we cross paths with to inspire and to help you, our listeners, to manifest anything you want out of life. How we go about achieving this is one heartbeat, one mission, one outcome, that's success. Our featured guest for this week is the legendary Marks Acosta Rubio. I can go on and on right now talking about how great this guy is and reading his bio, but that's not going to do it justice. Marks has gone from rags to riches to rags to riches again and learned along the way what success really looks like. What you're going to learn in today's episode is how to rewire your brain to be able to manifest the life of your dreams. If you're driving your car right now, or if you're not by a pen and piece of paper, I highly suggest you putting it on pause and grabbing something to write with. Stand by for a quick message from West Bays, and let's go ahead and dive right in. Hi there, this is West Bays, co-founder of Winject Media Network and Winject Inc. Before we continue the show, I want to ask you a question. How would you like to gain access to behind-the-scenes footage, weekly live training with Chris and myself, as well as exclusive access to impactful segments of our shows that you can't get anywhere else? If that's you, here's what you need to do. Like and follow our Winject Facebook page, and on that page, you'll see a button on the right-hand corner with the title, Join Our Private Group. Click on that button and you'll be given instructions on how to do just that. Now, don't miss out on an opportunity to gain access to what people are calling the best content to grow and scale your life and business. Now, without further ado, let's get back to our show. What is up, my man, Batman? It'd be me mm. talking to you. Now, we're, so what time is it in London right now? Is it like six, it's, seven, eight? No, it's like it's two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> <laughs> no, Sarah, no. It gets dark here now at like at four o'clock, four thirty-ish. And it's wow. what five twenty-three right now, which is like highly depressing. When I very first moved to London, um, the first winter when the time changed, I went out to um a like a like late lunch. It was a Sunday because the worst time changed is on a two o'clock in the morning on Sunday. Right. So I <laughs> went out to went out for a late lunch or a brunch and then walked out the restaurant and it was pitch black at four o'clock. I was like, what is this? This is not the world that I want to live in. Like, it's just like, I don't know. Um, but yeah, it's five 30 right now. And I'm very blessed to have you on in every conversation that we even encounter like text message, whatever we've had some amazing conversations in a brief amount of time. And just a little shout out to Joe and, uh, Matt from the Hustle and Flowchart podcast for obviously setting us up and having a great conversation. I look forward to a, a beautiful friendship moving forward in a lot we'll of different right. ways. But thank you so much for coming on, man. No, dude, my, my pleasure. The first time I ever had that experience was a, I was in Vegas. I'm not a gambler, but for whatever reason, we were gambling. We went into the casino during the daytime, came out during the daytime. And I was like, wait a minute, something isn't right here. We had done the whole night. I was like... That's not right. normal. Like, like it doesn't. It's kind of interesting, weird. Now, how did you end up getting in London? Was it uh, by fate and destiny? Um, yeah, fate and destiny. And you know, of course, I mean, I live in a cause and effect world. There's no luck involved. It's just you make. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I, I explain that to a lot of people, and they're like, "Oh, yeah, good luck." I'm like, "No luck needed." You know, it's just all by your choices and decisions you made up to the present life or where you are right now. And that's the reason why I call it a present because every day is a gift, right? So. Right. And what actually led me here and brought me here through the frequency and energy and all that type of thing 
I met a beautiful girl and, you know, got, um, have a little young little daughter now. And she's, you know, obviously, you know, growing up pretty fast and I'm here in London. I've, I've been a very blessed individual and making the right choices and decisions when it comes to business and, you know, growing from, you know, from the, the sales sides and, and doing very well financially. And I learned from great people like great minds like yourself and investing right and putting in, putting in the work and the hard work when no one wants to like put in that work and you know the work. And that's why that's how when we met, you know, we the conversation went from here to here quick. And that's why I'm really excited about, you know, obviously having you on and hopefully, you know, sprinkling some knowledge for the, you know, many, many, many listeners, which I'm extremely grateful for as well, that tune in each and every week, man. So um, there's so much that we can go into from here. Well, cause, cause and effect. I mean, you know, thoughts are causes, mm-hmm. you know, consequences are effects, right? So, yes. I mean, that, that, uh, What's interesting, Chris, and from my perspective in, in, in sort of the life we've had and what I do is that I was telling this to my kids just the other day. People don't stop to think anymore. Like mm-hmm. you just dropped cause and effect. And, you know, the brain goes, yeah, I got it, cause and effect, blah, blah. No, but do you really understand what that means? Mm-hmm. Right? Causes are, you know, thoughts are causes, conditions are effects. So, you know, back in the before the whole Instagram and Twitter sphere and all this crazy stuff, right? Social media speed, pe- people thought they wrote by hand. You know, they, they thought, I mean, I, I find the old school business tycoons to be more powerful, more sophisticated, more educated, more enthralled, uh, more character driven, you know, more um, remarkable mm-hmm. in the sense that. They had to use the greatest gift given to us, which is, of course, our brain. And then with that, they understood how to mold the world, right? You yes. know, the Matrix, I think the Matrix was like, what, 20 plus years ago? And and we forgot what an incredible movie that was, not just for the special effects, but for the message that it gave us. Yes. Right? You know, we do live in our own reality. And when you say cause and effect, what you're basically saying is you're saying, look, man, I have this intuitive, for you particularly, understanding of the fact that I get to control or at least influence my life yes, by utilizing my my mind to create the cause. Sometimes I make boo-boos, sometimes I do right. Most of the time we make boo-boos, but we correct, right? I remember I'm 50 now, and I remember I was 21 when I learned the ultimate success formula. And you've probably heard it a thousand times. It's decide what you want. Mm-hmm. Take massive action, notice what works and doesn't work, whoops, and then change your approach and you succeed. Four parts, right? Yes. Decide what you want, take massive action, notice what's working and what's not working, and then change your approach until you succeed. Now, so funny. I was from? just doing I was just doing a training on this. Not to cut you off, but I'm gonna let you keep going. Okay. I, now this is where the conversation's gonna go. Call it the four A's, right? It's awareness, awareness and actually understanding what's happening and why it's everything's happening. And then the next step is acceptance and accepting why everything is happening and understanding. And then, then you're able to visualize to make that decision to take massive action. Then you can hold yourself accountable to obviously whatever metrics, but please proceed. I just gave a training, a similar type of conversation. And it's so funny that we didn't, I didn't really mean to start off the call the way it went, but it's just the way it is. It's cause and effect, right? So, Correct. and you're putting in that type of frequency and you're polarizing out that energy and that frequency out, then you're attracting the life that you want to manifest. But that comes from you being alone in your own thoughts, understanding what the hell's happening. 
that then people don't want to be alone in their own thoughts because there's a scary freaking place for people. Either that or the thoughts are empty. I mean, when you, when you look, for example, what you just said, you know, that film has been given different uh, facets in, in yes. many different times, which is basically is you can't go to where you want to go unless you know where you are, mm -hmm. right? When you open a map on your iPhone, it says locations here where you are now, there's where you want to go, here's how to get there, right? So in, in order for, one of the things that we do in, when, for example, in our focal point coaching is we start with where the frick are you and who mm -hmm. are you truly? Not who do you want to be? Because that's irrelevant, right? Although good people don't know who they are, though. That's the point. Most they don't know who they are. are. They have no idea who even they. They don't. There is what they're projecting out, or what they think their mind is. And you talked about, and I love that what you said about you know metaphors being bought into those and being so stuck, so close to getting where you can. It changes everything, where you are blocked because you're blocked by your own subconscious mind. And it, you can go into all dopamine, all these different chemistries, and obviously what it goes yeah, on with the biological that. stuff. But yeah, but I don't want to get too far into that type of hole with these people who are listening in. They're like, what the freak are they talking about? We're talking who about some they? things that could change it. Yeah, like, what is going on? We're talking about things that can change everything for you. It, everything. Fact, it, not only can it, it, it transforms. So the interesting yeah. stuff is that the... If you go, so I love to find the root cause of where things came from, right? Yeah. So, mm -hmm. it, it, like, if you say something, or if I learn something, I keep pulling on that thread until I find out the genesis, right? Yeah. And it generally always leads to almost the same place, right? But mm -hmm. in the case of the ultimate success formula, it's like, where did it come from? Well, it came from neurolinguistic programming, which was John Grinder and Richard Bandler, who studied therapists out of a fluke. And they realized that the therapist had a formula, a syntax that John Grinder figured out because he was a linguist that said, look, they, they find out where they want to go. They start doing stuff. Then they figure out, hey, you know, we'll see if this works or doesn't work. And they keep changing and they succeed. And, and you go, okay, well, where did they get it from? Well, they got it from therapists. Where did therapists get it from? They got it from understanding life. It goes back to these fundamental basic principles that are not you know, Jim Rohn once said, you cannot manufacture antiques, right? These principles have been out forever. The problem is people don't utilize them. And when they do utilize them, they get these asymmetrical, we call asymmetrical, meaning five times greater or more results for the inputs. Right. So, you know, when you look at basketball players, you and I into boxing and MMA, there's not 8,000 techniques that work. When you look at, at, for example, boxing, you've got five punches. I mean, it's, you know, jab, cross, hook, uppercut, overhand, right? I mean, it is what it is. You know, you can combine them in a thousand different ways, but it's those fundamentals and understandings. In business, the greatest thing that people miss is that whole fact that the brain that causes them is what drives everything. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, in the seven areas of life, they only might focus on business, but they might forget health and fitness. They might forget relationships and, and romance. They might forget finance and investing. Yeah. They might forget community involvement. They might forget spirituality. They might forget all these pieces so that pinwheel goes out of whack. But the truth of the matter is, you know, in, in an ADD moment, Napoleon Hill, which you know who he is, obviously, mm -hmm. when he wrote the book Thinking Grow Rich in 1935, when he was working for FDR, during the Depression, he wrote it for himself. Then when he got, wrote it, he wrote it again, we can talk about that some other time, it got published in 1937. But when Napoleon Hill wrote that book, he didn't intend for the individuals to read it and just go, okay, got it. He intended it to be a workbook, mm -hmm. a textbook.
And when you look at anybody shortly thereafter who truly applied it has become wealthy and successful in all aspects. And then it, this is a, he was 50 something at the time. Then he died in, in, at 1970, 87 years old. His last book that he wrote, he said, of all the men that I've studied who are successful, only less than three had peace of mind. Hmm. So they grew rich, but they didn't have peace of mind. Yeah. So were they really rich? The answer is no. And he named who the three were, right? right. Rich this is the state of rich. mind. I get it. In the state of being. I get it. Yeah. So I'm, and it's so no, funny. No, he, he meant, no, Chris, he meant money, but also peace of mind. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it's, it's, I'll give an example, a crude example, and then let you make a comment. The, so there's a guy, I won't mention his name, who wanted to do a, a webcast with me, right? To, to his group, his, his, you know, his group to talk about the, you know, our focal point coaching program and where we double income, double time off of these success individuals. And I was like, okay, I'll do it with you. And so then he goes, what are you going to pay me commission wise? And I was like, I didn't think I have to do anything, but I'm happy to do it. You know, <laughs> right, exactly. He said, I want this. And I said, dude, that's, that's unreasonable. I'll consider doing this. Now we have a Richard Kosh who's a mutual friend of ours. And he goes, well, I don't feel this. I don't feel that. Blah, 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 blah. And I was like, dude, what, what are you talking about? Like, I don't care what you feel. Go get the people interested. And we have this discussion. There's nothing to talk about if there's no results, right? You're just wasting time. So I said, okay, I'll have a chat with him. So yesterday I'm having a chat with him. We're running errands. My beautiful wife and I, she gets out to go to Hobby Lobby. I'm in the car with this guy. And I'm not watching video. I'm, you know, I'm on the phone. And he goes, I, you know, Marks, I can't see you. And I feel this. And I said, you know what, buddy? This isn't going to work. It's just not going to work. Well, no, I said, dude, it, well, philosophically not aligned. It's not going to work. And it doesn't matter if you bring me 20 people and they all want to pay me a bunch of money. It will not work because philosophically we're not jiving. And right. the energy I got to put towards you, I'm now detracting from somebody else or something else. I don't need the money, right? And I don't want to have to deal with that individual. That is such a powerful, we could talk for hours about why saying no to that is saying yes. So we're going. To we're going to because a lot of people they they're looking for they're looking for that quantity, they're not looking for quality and looking for that energy level of being able to jive and actually move on that type of frequency. You're gonna you don't realize in a subconscious mind you don't realize how much energy you actually burn trying to re-explain things to people that aren't their minds aren't oppressed to grasp the real message. And it, it, you're all you're doing is you're spinning wheels. As a coach, why, spinning right. wheels. As, as, as a business owner, I mean, you know, yeah. that's why we only deal with successful individuals because mm -hmm. it's it's much easier to get a top level athlete who might be in a slump or wants to do better to get them to do extraordinarily better. It makes yeah. it makes me look great. It's hard as all get up to take a dumbass, and I don't mean that derogatory. I just mean that they're not skilled in whatever area they want to do. Because I'm a dumbass in many aspects. And get them to perform at the high level, mm -hmm. and so you know. It, it, and plus, they can't really impact the world. It's so always it's very, performing at a high level in every aspect of life. That's the whole message, and every area of your life is at a very high level. There's a lot of people, and you just so you talked about that other ninety-seven percent. There's only three, you know, three people or whatever that was, right? The, the comment that you made about Napoleon Hill it was a beautiful yeah. comment. I want people to really grasp what that meant. When you're having a peace of mind. That means you're touching on every aspect of life and understanding what's actually happening and what you can actually accomplish. People don't understand that. And so they, guess, they're looking for clients, they're looking for businesses, they're looking to make right. money, and they're looking to do all these things. But sometimes it's not about making the money. Money part, and we, as we know, 
is the easy part. Yes. You need to create more time for yourself. And creating more time is all about creating your future and predicting the future. And the best way to predict the future is you create it. You create so it from your thoughts. Right. Go there ahead, please. Was, Love no, this. You're, you're right. So there is, you talked about frequency, you talked about thoughts. So there is this school of thought mm-hmm. that comes back from the Bible and Emerson and, of course, later Napoleon Hill that ultimately says that you touch God. In fact, some say that that you are God, that we are gods, uh, with the word I am in the Bible. That's a whole different philosophical discussion. Yeah. But the, the comment is that you you touch God or the essence of God when you create. So the, the best way I can, because I am a complete novice on this whole subject, but the best way I can say it is the only thing that human beings can do that no other live being, animal can do is to imagine and create something from nothing. Yep. Right. And God, you know, whatever your Hashem, Yahweh, you know, Elohim, whatever, you know, the you know, infinite intelligence, like the point of, it doesn't matter. Whatever you want to call it, Allah, basically, he can create. So when you can create, you're sort of almost touching, right, that same power that God has. The problem is, is that people get monomaniacal. I'm going to become rich and they screw the relationship with their spouse or with their kids or they become a-holes or their health. All these other seven areas falter. Well, after, you know, I I lost my first fortune, right? Went bankrupt, you know, lost $10 million cash. This was about 12, 13 years ago. Don't recommend it. But if you've gone through it, you understand. If you're headed that way, I'd say stop, turn around, not a good place to go. (laughs) Exactly. uh, it's, (laughs) It's not fun. But, you know, but, but, in retrospect, almost losing the marriage, almost getting divorced, right? That was way worse. Mm-hmm. On the ride back from, you know, rags to riches to rags again, on the ride back, that's when I had the epiphany. And, and you know, epiphanets really, that it was never going to be about the money. So I flipped the pyramid on his head, right? Instead of saying, How, you know, because I became a millionaire, I was broke, became a millionaire. And so I said, okay, well, how do I do that? But what should lead the charge? Yeah, there and, we go. And, and peace of mind will led the charge because time, and we've heard this a thousand times, and this came from Jim Rohn, is the most valuable asset, right? You can never get it back. You can make more money, but you can't get more time back. But then what is time, right? You know, we talked about Einstein. I started reading all about time management and time. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, and, loved, right? I so, love where this conversation is going, and I'm hoping people are really catching on it. And by the way, guys, just real little bit of opinion what you're saying. If you're not taking notes, you might want to take notes. And I don't know if you can see the background of the ones that are actually subscribed to our channels and whatnot actually seeing this video. There's probably, I don't know how many books are behind him. How many books are behind 3, you? Over 3,000 3, books behind you. Yeah. If you're not gaining more knowledge, you're failing in life. Every second that goes by, you should be gaining more knowledge. And then that's a problem, though, when you're reading all these books and what what Marx has done is applied what he's some of the things in those books to his life to be able to manifest from what he has now. But please go ahead. I I'm, I just had to put that for the listeners. I'm like, and I'm not gonna. And that's why I do intros and all that bios and all that stuff later. They, if you don't know who this person is, you might want to pay attention. So Thanks. please go ahead. So you know, Bruce Lee said, absorb what is useful, discard what is useless, and add specifically your own, right? So mm-hmm. knowledge we acquire so that we can go, yes, no, yes, no, yes, no, yes, and then add it to our own. So anyway, so we go back to this whole idea of time. And, you know, 
you can't manage time. You've heard that before. You can only manage yourself. It's only non renewable resource. Yep. Right. But you can change how you perceive time so that a day for me is like a week. Right. And this comes from you and I talked about this before. Right. Mm-hmm. When my mentor, martial arts, Danny Nosanto, who was Bruce Lee's best friend and protege, said, Bruce, how are you so freaking fast? Right? I mean, Bruce was so fast that somebody would spar him, throw a jab, and Bruce would be behind them, tapping him in the back of the head. Literally, not yeah. figuratively, literally. And so Danny asked him, he said, how are you so fast? One time Bruce said, Dan, when you see this, he goes, I see this. Mm-hmm. Just slow he down says, time. I can slow down time. Now, your listeners have absolutely had experiences in their lives where a bike accident, car accident, yep. something's happening and time just slows down, right? Chicken Mihai, I think it's how you pronounce it, wrote the book Flow, talks yep. about being about in the flow. Yeah, yep. in yeah. the flow, yeah. I love that. <laughs> love it's it. It's great, right? So, the, so we figured out how do we slow time down so that a, a day seems like a week. Now, what ends up happening is for us, we're like, wow, this is moving really slow. We're getting so much done. But from the outside perspective, it looks like I'm moving at hyperspeed. Mm-hmm. But that's not how it feels to me. So yeah, my I'm, I'm moving in a very calm, and I'm and I'm in the most calm state of being at that time. Correct. Correct. So yeah. calm. But please go ahead. Love this. Correct. Love no, this. You, you you have to, and you don't have you don't have to. For us, one of my suggestions is I slow down and I focus under the speed up. Now I do affirmations every morning using a certain technique to get delta waves in my brain, which is amazing. But it's it's. It's when the only thing on your mind is the only thing on your mind that you can slow time down, Yeah. right? And so it's pretty cool. So anyway, so we started looking at that back 12 years ago and thought, okay, you know, how then do we double the income? Right? How do I make more? How do I get 20 versus 10? And how do I do it in way less time? But how do I primarily enjoy the process most and focus on what matters most, which is family? which at the time meant I don't want to go to the office. I want to focus on raising my kids. I want to focus on building myself with, uh, with my beautiful, gorgeous wife, 32 years together. And then if I make money, great. And what ended up happening? Made way more money, had way more time off. This whole, you know, four-hour work week without the depressive episodes that are, are you know people have because of this, this dangerous void that occurred really became a reality for us. And that, you know, we, look, I'm not a billionaire, right? I'm not, you know, Elon Musk or, you know, but a billionaire put you in a book. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah. But a billionaire but a, put you in a book. Exactly. Let's talk, let's talk, let's talk. That's, that's the point that I want to make. A billionaire put his name in a book saying, thank you so much. Right. Because this book was written because of you and then called me not to that's do my problem. own, the godfather of unreasonable success. That's what I'm saying. And it, it, it sometimes it's not the ones that actually have the, the, the luxuries of having those types of things is the ones that are put or behind the scenes, pulling the strings. And you talked Just about, like you. you know, the, the threads, that thread, yes. you're pulling that, getting all of that agenda. So that thread, right. And getting right to the core and root and knowing exactly what's happening. But most people, they try to do something with that and try to maybe drink or whatever that might be. They don't realize that subconscious that are ruining their damn life. And they're going to keep going in that freaking pattern. And they go like, I don't know why this keeps happening. I know why it keeps happening. Did you don't want my help though? Yeah. Could you so, keep so, talking? Yes. Go ahead, please. Inter- interesting. Good. So interesting you say that. And I had no idea about that, that Richard Kosh is going to put me in his book. Um, you know, I just was helping and doing my thing, right? I mean, I was doing what, what I do. But what's interesting is that when you look at sort of these cause and effect events, I caused that to happen. 
by doing something that was driven by the proper virtue rather than a sinister motivation, mm-hmm. right? Which which a lot of entrepreneurs get driven by. It's sort of this, this you know, I'm going to see what I can get rather than see what I can give. Now, it shouldn't mean that you shouldn't get something in return because the law of selling everything works, but you want to give something in that capacity. So the brain, here's what happens. When you're a little kid from even in the womb, your brain encodes memories. In fact, up until the age of two, if I remember correctly, your brain will encode memories you're not aware of. Those memories get encoded in the amygdala, the reptilian brain, right? The, the, yeah, the, yeah. the, the, the part in your brain that's, that doesn't think. It's just meant to you know, keep you safe and recognize patterns to ward away danger. It has five functions, what you call the five Fs, fear, freeze, fight, flight, fornicate, and, and feed. Actually, I said one twice. So those five Fs, right? So you got to, you know, free, freeze, fight, flight, fornicate, and feed. And when that gets triggered, your neocortex shuts down. There's no more yep. rational thought, and you end up with these patterns. So if you're, you know, if you're a hoe, that's your amygdala taking over <laughs> your life. If and, that's, and just to let everyone know, just real quick, I don't want to keep cutting you off, but I want to make sure they're understanding this. That's when your brain, we were talking about that car accident and whatnot and slowing things right. down. That's what he's talking about right there. Go ahead, please. So, you know, if you're a hoe, you want to fornicate, that's your amygdala. That means that you have some traumatic memories encoded in your amygdala that you have not resolved, right? If you're always eating, if you're always anxious and scared, if you're always angry, if you're, you know, if you're not motivated, right? If you're freezing, any of those five deaths in your life means that there's a traumatic memory encoded based on the landscape of your brain that is holding you back. Now you mm-hmm. can try to talk it through. You can go to therapy. You can do. You can even do NLP. It is not going to work. No, nope. not going to work. Why? Because you got to get to that amygdala. The only way it knows how to think, and that's to change a pattern through delta waves at a certain yep. point of time. And we won't yeah. get to it because you know it'll. I know, I know, yeah. but I, I'm I'm really grasping. I mean, I'm hoping there. It, it just re, that's why he has three thousand books behind him, ladies and gentlemen. If you, if you want to learn how to do anything in life, you need to study how your brain works. That's a fact. That's because, you know, because you and I had this discussion for sure. We had, and, and this is sort of where I had the epiphany of my own self. And then later with the coaching clients, as I built my business, now, remember, I didn't go and I didn't become a consulting coach. I built my business, made my fortune again. And along the way, people asked me for help because what I had done, not, you know, I didn't go out there and get create certification coaching i just was like oh here's what i did see if it works for you right and failed at it for the first 12 those months, are the right? best ones though of course because you've done it yes that's what you and see so, right now with this and, and, and forgive me for those who are are newly a being a coach or trying to help a business and you got all these landing pages and you're trying to market and advertise to get the right your the right clients will come to you when you have put out that vibration and frequency when you accomplish the goals and you accomplish you put in the work I remember when we were on our first conversation and we we're about, I don't know, about seven minutes into the conversation. And I looked at you and was like, I had no idea when you were going to show up. Right. And I didn't know what you would look like, but you're here now. Thank you. Cause I put in the work. That's exactly yeah. right. So th- there's a difference. You turned into the radio station that I was playing. Yes. And it was, so it's you that said, Oh look, that's the music I want to hear. I'm ready for this now. Mm-hmm. So there's a big difference between the mind and the brain, right? The brain is this sort of chemical hormonal reaction 
that produces emotions and behaviors. Mm -hmm. The mind is what's trying to tell the brain how to behave. But if you don't know how to program it's the referee, I always say it was the referee. It's the referee. Yes. <laughs> but if you but if you've got an yeah. unruly, you know, player who's angry, you can't do anything. You you mm -hmm. you, you can't. You got to learn how to calm him down, or if he's a, if he's scared. So we have to understand, and this is sort of where Napoleon Hill gives us the secret, somewhat, when he talks about the subconscious mind, and he talks about if you understand this. Because what ended up happening for me, because after I lost it all, you know, there's 35 journals behind me. I've been keeping journals since I was mm -hmm. 21, right? That's a whole lot. Remind me to talk about that again, because I, I can okay. go into my archives and go through right. books of these notepads that I've had over the last seven years. And that I'm telling you, all I've done is just document my growth and document my failures to go back and relearn and learn yeah. from like, what did I see? I've seen this before. Please go ahead. This is an amazing conversation. Thank you. Grateful for and I said, you're welcome. So, so no, I'm, I'm more grateful. And so I indexed the back of journals with titles. So I can go through the index like a book and you know, we can talk about that if you want here shortly. So I went back and I was like, okay, how did I screw this up so royally? I mean, I knew I, I knew the mistakes I made spending the money and making stupid choices, the planes, you know, the, the, the condo and mammoth, you know, the complete as well. I mean, the obvious was obvious, right? But how did I get to the obvious? Like what was the cause? I knew the, I knew the effect, but what was the real cause? Right. Mm -hmm. Not, you know, going to Vegas and dumping a million bucks and gambling and being, oh, well, there goes a million dollars. Like Those are obvious. But really what caused me to do that versus what I was doing previously, which was not that. Very frugal, very miser, mm -hmm. very focused, blah, blah, blah. So I knew I had to go back through my journals to figure it out. And I couldn't find anything until I said, well, let me go back to the beginning, right? Journal one and see if there's a, if there's a trend that stopped. You know, maybe I couldn't find the negative pattern, but maybe there's a positive pattern that stopped. And I found it. I found the positive pattern that stopped. And I thought, oh, my goodness, I stopped doing that. Started going back to doing that. But I wasn't getting the same results. I thought, okay, well, so I'm doing what I was, what I, what I stopped doing, but why am I not getting the results? And then I had a, a, you know, BFO, right, blinding flash of the obvious, when I realized I damaged my brain. I had, mm -hmm. I, I had a certain program of a brain through my mind. I stopped doing something that my brain got neuroplasticity in the opposite direction. Yes. I had to, so I had to enhance it. And that's what led to the understanding, for example, that the brain has three parts, right? The, what they call, you know, the caveman, the librarian, and the thinker. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that, yeah. <laughs> right? And so right. The, the caveman is that little reptilian brain that just, <clears throat> you know, five Fs, right? The librarian is the subconscious mind that archives everything. Mm -hmm. And the librarian is very, very important. And then, of course, there's a thinker who creates the ideas. Yep. Now, the one that always wins is the caveman, right? If caveman gets called on it, he or she wins. Why? Because he's got a club and he just, you know, he's forceful. And the thinker is, you know, this, you know, just thinker. Right. But I'm going to say this for the listener. The caveman, and this is what I'm talking about. For those who are out there are real strong, and this is what we are, where I had to relearn this and learn how to manage and not throw away the ego, but it's the ego. Right. Your ego will ruin your life. Correct. And it's it fear. almost ruined mine. But go ahead, yeah. please. Oh, it, it ruined mine. They got to get it back. It's total fear, right? So they, if, if the caveman is active, the librarian can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And the caveman will argue with the thinker, but the caveman always wins. Why? Brute force. Whether it's scared, whether it's angry, whether it's 
wants to fornicate, feed, it doesn't matter, right? Whatever it's going to do. So how then do we tame the caveman? Well, we got to train the caveman like you train a dog. But how do we do that? And that's the key. Now, why is the librarian so important? So the librarian only works when either the caveman is sleeping, meaning you're sleeping, or the caveman is calm and the librarian is being, and the thinker is being distracted. What the librarian does is like the books behind me, it takes and archives everything, every thought you've had, every experience you've had, everything you've seen, every book you've read, and puts it in file cabinets and organizes this beautifully and neatly so that when you need to think, or the thinker shows up and the thinker says, you know what, I need to solve this problem. It gives the librarian, as long as the caveman is either playing with marbles or eating or having a good time, enjoying himself, and not active, the librarian goes, let me think, let me see. If I take this book and this memory and this image and this conversation and I put it in the sword, I give it to the thinker, Eureka, you have archetomies, you have all these ideas, you go, oh, got it. So librarian is the subconscious mind that archives and then will give you the answer to the problems because it knows where to combine this creative, these references to create something new. So, ladies and gentlemen, to, that's in, just where your intuition comes from. Okay, so just to let you that's know. That's exactly right. That is one hundred percent correct. Which is why we have a question called the best question, which is the best question ever done to get your intuition to go back. But we got to play with this sort of the, the the brain, the thinkers, the mind, the brain, and the and the and the library, and become this sort of uh, brain, right? And we have to learn how to manage those three. So when I thought, okay, my brain is running the caveman. My librarian can't get any work done. And my thing is scared for his life. How do I read? Because at first is how do I calm the librarian, the caveman down? But then I thought, let me learn how do I calm him down? But more importantly, how do I retrain him? Mm -hmm. Right? So that no longer when a traumatic memory shows up, he gets angry, but rather he just feels safe. Because what happens is when traumas get encoded in the brain, there's a landscape, there's timing. And then, of course, there is a sense of inescapability, meaning, yes. you know, if, if something happens and you don't feel you can escape from that situation, it could cause a traumatic memory or traumatic event. And now when something triggers either outside, something you see that you're not aware of or, or a thought you have inside, give an example. So I, I, so I have three amazing kids, 23, a boy, 20, a boy, and 18, a girl, a boy, a girl. They're here for Thanksgiving. And my daughter has a boyfriend, great guy, love him. And I had these kind of discussions with him all the time. Sometimes they go, wow, dad, that's revolutionary. Sometimes they go, dad, can I go eat my pie and watch TV? Like, okay, whatever it is, right? <laughs> right. But, but we're having these discussions. And I said, look, if you have a bad memory or a traumatic experience, your wife tells you she's you know, pregnant with somebody else's baby or your husband's going to leave you, or your business is caught, you know, something happens outside the trigger that causes what they call a CEE, a significant emotional experience, right? Mm -hmm. And you go, ah, and there's a picture of an elephant there. Your brain might equate that elephant to a bad memory. So now you're walking down the street in the mall, you see an elephant and you start feeling terrible. You don't know why you're feeling terrible mm -hmm. because your conscious mind has no idea it was a picture of the elephant. But your subconscious mind, the the, the came, mm -hmm. you know, That's the anchor. afraid of it. Yep. Exactly. It becomes what they call the anchor. So we have all these encoded memories that sometimes get triggered by either outside circumstances or inside thoughts that we're not aware of. 
So I thought, there's got to be a ton of those in my noggin, which there were. How the frick do I get rid of them? I began to study, study, study. I figured out, oh, okay, well, when these app receptors pop up and the amygdala, you know, as long as they're active and you distract the neocortex, meaning the caveman, you go, look at it, okay, it goes this way. You can create delta waves, and then that, that's called deep potentiate. It gets rid of the trigger link. The trigger will exist, but the link itself goes away. So why does this matter? Sorry, it matters because you now have a tool by which to depotentiate, de-link, yes. demystify that automatic trigger, which becomes revolutionary. Because not only you can do two things, you can eliminate the negative memories, so they're no longer having, even if you don't, even if you don't know what the memories are, you can still do it. So there's no longer um, a pull, and that gives you one thing. Chris, and I want you. I want you to try to guess what that word is because there's two words I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you rocket fuel. Give you a rocket fuel. It gives you freedom. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Well, rocket that's fuel exactly to me is it. Yeah. I draw from that, and that's why I'm able to do what I do or what whoever. I'm, not, I'm just and I love this conversation because uh, people don't understand the diversity is there for you as a gift, and I know that other people have said this before. But taking from that and taking that fuel and it creates that freedom that what you're talking about is now the it's like it is no matter whatever happens, you know, the the right way of going about of reverse engineering everything and being able to say, OK, it's not going to destroy me. I'm going to keep moving forward because I'm, I know how to fit. I know how to re put back together and re anchor and reframe. And but please go ahead. I love this. So I love this. So so you gave you get you unfortunately gave away the second half of the coin. Okay, I know. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> no, it's just good. So, so, yeah. so we we gain from depotentiating those memories as freedom, right? In other words, no longer does that elephant make you angry. You're now free to have choice, mm -hmm. right? Free to be have peace of mind, right? So you're no longer controlled by the caveman. You're not no longer overeating. You're no longer over you know being a hoe. You're not being paralyzed. You're not angry. You're not afraid. And, and, and what most of us want as human beings is freedom from from permanent emotional distraint. Temporary yes. emotional distraint is fine. You know, somebody says something that upsets you. I mean, that's normal human beings. That's life, right? But you get freedom where there's no phobias, there's no fears, and, you know, there's no panic attacks, which I've had. There's no anxiety, which I've had, right? And you get freedom, freedom from the emotional strains. That's a very different world to live in because now you're making business decisions not out of fear. But out of gain. And, yes. you say, and that coin has two sides. The other side of that coin is what you just talked about, which is it gives you resilience. Mm -hmm. So we use the same techniques to eliminate the, the 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 emotional pieces, like you know, somebody gets upset with their baby mama or their their, their ex-wife. <clears throat> well, you just became highly ineffective, highly inefficient. Your business day is done. Don't do anything. Go home, drink a yeah. Coke, eat some ice right. cream. And you're also what you're doing. Like also what you're doing. I don't know if this is a lay in a line or whatnot, but also what you're doing is you're now dropping another anchor to the other party involved to picking up on what, on your reaction. So when you go like, so say for instance, you have someone that's maybe, I don't know, done someone and, you know, wrong or done someone and maybe said some things and hurt their feelings. But when you have reacted in that type of way, that's not who you truly are. You just don't know how to, you don't know how you're supposed to respond and how to compute the information and how to take it in and understanding what is actually happening. Then when you do that, then you 
say, for instance, if you're lucky and you have this knowledge that we're what we're what Marx is sharing sharing with us, and I'm so grateful for because sometimes it's hearing it from another voice that it that someone will grasp it and it'll really take it in. And I hope this really serves people, and I'm sure it will. But when you're taking that information, you you go, all right, well, I can realign things and I put myself back together and I, I'm going to put something else and I'm going to create more freedom. But then you have to go in through action and say, hey, hey, friend, or hey, business partner, or hey, lady, or hey, guy, or whoever in your relationship, I'm not that way anymore. You have to prove it through action. You can't prove it through words because they're stuck in that same thing that you actually did to yourself. But please, oh man, I love this. Yeah, you're the trigger. So there's two things. We'll go back to the, the second side of the corner in a second, but it's it's either negative feedback loop or positive feedback loop. Damn. Right? So, you know, if you're in that negative state, it's, it, it reinforces itself. You just had an argument with whomever or whatever the case may be. And now it's just, it loops because the brain loves to loop, right? It sees no escapability, so it just goes over and over and over again, trying to solve it, but it's looping. Well, positive feedback loops are the exact same thing. You want to create positive feedback loops and you want to cut off the negative feedback loops. So the other side of that coin, the first is freedom for emotional constraints. And then there's resilience. Mm -hmm. And resilience is when your ability to bounce back and come back from adversity. So when you are emotionally free from permanent damage or permanent triggers, what you want to call it, and you can bounce back, now you've gone from being a great business person to an incredible business person. Mm -hmm. Remarkable, phenomenal, I mean, exponential, quantum leap. And people go, well, you know, it's, it's working hard. It's not working hard. In fact, I would tell you, you're not working, you're not working the right way. You're working too much. It's yes. counterintuitive. And but now, mind you, this is not for the employee. This is not for the workaholic. You and I talked about this last time. That the reason why people don't believe that working less equals more is because they're terrified of the void. Mm-hmm. And the void is sort of this. Okay, what are you going to do now, right? And and who are you truly? You have to take a look in the mirror. Which is yes. why our process always starts with clarity first. Who are you? Where are you? And where do you want to go? Because you know it, it's. If ever, if you're on the bathroom pooping, checking your cell phone, you got a problem. Mm-hmm. If your TV's on and checking your cell phone, you got a problem. If you're in a conversation with somebody and you're checking your cell phone, you got a problem. You know, unless there's a text from your son or your daughter or your spouse. I mean, but I'm talking, if if you can't focus on one thing at a time, there is something amiss with your brain. The caveman is fighting with the thinker. Imagine if you eliminated that and you focused on the movie. You focus. So I, you know, what are my superpowers? I only have a couple is I can focus on one thing and one thing only until that thing is no longer the focus. And that's what slows time down. I have nothing pulling on me over this side, that side. It's if I want to watch TV, I'm watching TV. I'm not checking my cell phone. I'm not looking at my books. Otherwise I'm turning TV off. I'm checking my cell phone, right? Or I pause it. I check my cell phone. If I'm going to go poop, I'm only going to poop. I'm not going to do my stuff, right? Why? I need to enjoy the poop. I got to, right. I, I, my body's part of life. Right. And everyone poops, ladies and gentlemen, just to let you and know they have a, a book. book. It's, <laughs> it's a book. book. That's right. <laughs> and, and, and the reason is because our, our brains need the archive into archive. When you're pooping and you're on your cell phone, you're not letting the archive archive, right? You're not, it's a caveman's out there getting his feet on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it would be. You can't do that and be a hyper. Sure. You can achieve stuff. But you're going to be overweight. You're in a bad relationship. You're going to, you know, uh, make bad investments. You're going to sabotage. You're going to become unhappy. That's what happened to me. I self-sabotage. I was driving a we, custom. We've all made. done it. We've all done it. It's part of the journey. But most people, 
don't learn from their mistakes or maybe look at they they're caught into the identity of being successful and not open to being able to share to someone fuck marks i fuck i failed dude i mean i i, I you know I, I mean they're not going to do that because that's the majority of them they're, no. they're bought into the identity and they're bought into the ego I, i'm not going to do that i'm gonna lose cool points or i'm gonna they're gonna look they're gonna look at me different i right. don't give a shit what people think right, of me right. i don't care like i have no exactly. idea this is my life no one's gonna so own I, mind, body, or spirit or anything of me, you know. So, so I'm care. moving. So good. So yeah, you, I, love it. No, I agree. I care what you think of me, so long as I am true to myself. There we go. Right. So if if you don't see who I really am, then that's on me. But if you see who I really am and you think I'm an a hole, then that's on you. Yeah. Right. So. It's like, I remember, you know, I mean, like the Bible says every dog returns to its vomit, right? Mm -hmm. And you don't want to be a dog, meaning don't make the same mistake one, twice, right? Make it once, Lord, move on. So I was driving down, this was in California, Ventura, Ventura Boulevard, I forget what it was, on my custom-made Mercedes, right? At 36 years old. Custom Mercedes, to my office, making $3 million a year, plus 10 cash, right? Written up in magazines and newspapers, big swinging, you know, whatever, and I, and I, Chris, I remember vividly, like it was yeah, CLS 55 AMG, custom made Mercedes, funnest car I ever owned. I'm driving it. I think I'm the big swinging, you know what? And I'm going to the office and I had this moment of complete despondency, which was, I was miserable. Hmm. Now I had the business, the money, the things, the beautiful, gorgeous wife, the three kids, the amazing house, the incredible library, the condo, the plane. I was the poster boy for made it rich in America, right? Hispanic, born in Caracas, Venezuela, English is second language, dyslexic. And I I hated my employees and I was miserable. And I remember driving and going, where is my ticker tape parade? I it made is. it. Here where it is. is my, you know, hey. So, so similar to this. So similar right? to that experience. It literally, it's like a flash. Right. I'm like, I am the most miserable son of a bitch in the world in, in this world right now. That's how I felt at that moment. So, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so, so, so I proceeded to screw it all up. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, well, so on the journey back, I was like, I'm not going to do that again. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause I'll just screw it up again. I got to do it the right way. And that was a two year journey mm -hmm. to just, and I reread all the books. I'm still reading, but you know, I read about a book sometimes every couple of days. And then I try to find out, what are the principles I can extract? There it is. How do I apply them, right? It's, you know, Zig Ziglar once said, I, I love to quote people because I don't want you to think I'm smart. Zig Ziglar <laughs> once said, it's not what you get from the book. It's what the book gets from you. Yes. Now, I don't know who said that to him, but I heard it from him. And then I thought, oh, that's interesting. So when I read a book, I don't ever read a book just to read it. I always read a book with an outcome of what am I going to get from that book? Mm -hmm. the, the book that Richard Kosh who's the billionaire who put me in the book who just wrote called Unreasonable Success. And, you know, and we can talk about that if you want at some point in time, was Richard's looking at what made the people unreasonably successful and what can you do to get there, right? So he read a ton of biographies, plus he'd been reading history since he was in college yeah. and philosophy. So at 70, he didn't just read five books. He had thousands of books that led him to this discovery, this understanding. So when he writes that, you're not just going, oh, you know, this book is eight hours to read. No, 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 dude. It took him 50 freaking years to read that, to write that book. If you read it, 
but you don't extrapolate the principles or like W. Clement Stone said, R to A to recognize, relate, assimilate, and apply the principles in the book, you have wasted your time. I mean, we don't waste hundred percent. You don't realize how much time you you're on a call. We're on a call right now. Like, so your mind's only impressionable in about 15 minutes. You're going to actually get someone's attention unless you're aligned and you're not touching any kind of distraction and you know, you're emerged in the conversation and really feeling the conversation, not listening for what they're saying is what they're, it's how they're saying things and what they really mean behind that and looking for the hidden messages and obviously identifying the patterns what you're talking about. But please go ahead. And I want to so, just touch on one thing about the book. People read a book or listen to a book and then they move on to the next book. What the fuck are you doing? Right. I, I, I take in the information, I process information, I put it in my own, my own way of thinking and the way of me understanding and articulating and then putting into action. Yeah. Put it to well, I've, action. I've, I've, look, I've, yes. I've read my favorite books, dozens, not, I'm not saying dozens. Yeah, me too. Me too, you. man. I, I, have mean, my, I have my ones every year I have to read. Yeah. Every year I have to read. And I always get something. Now, there's very few I that I don't that I read because most books are not that great. But I always get something from the book because I'm different and I understand things different. Like, oh, mm -hmm. oh, understand now. I get it. Okay. Now, you said something that that you grasp intuitively, but I'm going to bring to your conscious mind, and hopefully, your incredible, amazing, successful listeners will get. But they they won't unless we we bring it to them. You said feeling. So in here, here's what's made you successful. Philosophically, we can go back to a bunch of people, including Neville Goddard and Emerson and Napoleon Hill, particularly Napoleon Hill, who came before Neville, but not before Emerson, where they say you must have a definite purpose. Feel, and they say, you know, see it in your mind's eye. But they say, feel it. Now, I'm going to give you, I'm going to drop a bomb with your listeners if they do this exercise right now listening at 48 minutes will be worth the entire conversation it will change their lives forever and it will be worth it they will leave this and go dude that exercise alone blew my mind so let me give you an example let me let me actually walk you through it so i want you to i want you to do it with me chris right now i want you to imagine you hold a baseball in your hand i want you to imagine what the baseball feels like that, you know, the squishiness of the baseball, the ridges of the stitching, the weight of the baseball. Can you feel it? Yeah. Okay. Now we're going to switch to a tennis ball. The fuzziness, the lightness of the tennis ball, mm -hmm. the ridges of the tennis ball, right? The squeeze of the tennis ball. Now we're going to switch it to a golf ball. The size of the golf ball, the indentation, the weight, and now ping pong, right? So we had four balls we've gone through in our mind's eye, and we felt them in our hands. Did you feel that ball or those balls in your hands? Yes. Me too. Was it real? Yes. 100%. Yes. And I even used my other senses and smelt it and heard it being able to hit off certain things. Yeah, love it. Love it. It love gets this. better. Yes, it's real. When Napoleon Hill talks about the six steps in thinking, rich, and desire, he says, see the money as if you have it in front of you. Feel it. Now, what happens, it was written in 1935, published 1937, 38. Today, we don't have any money, but I want you, I want, now we're going to continue the exercise a little bit further, right? Because the truth is, we just hit half of the equation of how you have manifested your life and how I have manifested my, and how our clients have done, how anybody else has done it, right? Okay. So now, I want you to imagine this. Have you ever held, and you probably held, held more, but $10,000, $5,000 in each hand? Yeah. yeah. Okay, me too, right? Okay. Have you, have you ever held it and the weight? So I want you right now to imagine that weight you had. Mm 
-hmm. Imagine what it feels like on crisp $100 bills, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Now smell it. Mm, money has a distinct, unique smell, doesn't it? Yeah, very much so. Very, very few things smell like money. So the weight and the ridges. Okay, now, have you ever seen a million dollars? Okay, me too. I want you to imagine right now, and your listeners too, in your mind's eye, walk it into whatever bank you bank at, that you have already in your possession a million dollars. I know you do, some of the listeners do, but if you don't, pretend you do, just like the tennis ball, pretend it's there, pretend it's yours. And it's laying out there in the vault, in a pallet type scenario, mm -hmm. which is about you know size of a small table. And I want you to imagine walk in and, and rub your fingers across that palletized, quote unquote, palletized million dollars, and then the top, and then lay on top of it, smell it, hug it, touch it, it is yours, it is there. So if you don't have it, what is the difference between getting it and actually already having it? What's the difference, I ask you? Nothing's the difference. There's but absolutely the nothing the difference. There's nothing the difference. Your mind does not know the difference between you imagining something and you actually achieving it and happening. Because you can you can actually, it's like the people that, like pathological liars, they'll tell yeah. a lie themselves over and over and, and over and they'll put, the, they're doing the same thing, the imagery technique of believing the damn lie. This is the same technique, but I'm, I'm, I'm giving pain or pleasure for the, for the listeners so they actually can get that. <laughs> so, yeah. So, so what ends up happening is, is that most people imagine themselves disassociated from the goal, meaning someday I can see myself now over there standing by the money. That is mm -hmm. wrong. That's going to the goal. Yes. From the goal is right now I have the money. I'm touching it. I feel it. This is a big key in all the philosophy of success throughout achievement that the young entrepreneurs of today, even the old farts like me, miss because we don't deal in cash anymore. So, and there's certain techniques on how to do this, but I know we're going to run out of time here. But just that understanding, because you said feeling, feeling and visualizing are one of the keys to realizing. But now people go, oh, I got it, yeah, Mark, I understand that, I'm smart, I got it. No, dumbass, you don't get it. You don't understand. No, no they it don't get it. You're not they don't get it. it. I make them feel it. I make them feel it. You have to feel it. I want you to live it. in that moment with you, me. You have to live in that moment. Right, but not Please just, go ahead. Please love this. No, 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 not just Chris. Not just emotionally, physically, tactilely. Like, right. Yeah. Of course. Let's absolutely. That, right? Absolutely. Because when you, you do, when you that. do achieve it, when you do achieve, this is how you blow. This is how people like us blow way past it of achieving those types of goals. Correct. So, like, is it? We're not even that. when we achieve it. We've already, we've already felt the satisfaction of the feeling of achieving it. We've touched the tennis ball. We've exactly. touched the baseball. Yes. We've touched yeah. it, right? And, and and so therefore, because we touched it, we made it a reality, and then it just the universe catches up. So yes. what's an example? If if you wanted to get, I don't know, I mean, you know, you're you're super well off guy, so you can buy any car you want. But let's say that you want to get a Ferrari. I haven't left Ferraris. You know, we took a couple of years ago, we went to the Ferrari Museum and we tested our Ferraris, my kids. And so let's say you want to get a Ferrari. So you go to a Ferrari dealership. And you just you just rub your fingers about it. You get inside. You smell it. Ah, you put you know you do whatever. You feel the car. Then you go home. And every day, you sit there three times a day before you know breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And you just for five minutes, you do the technique. So that, important. That That's so important. And then you feel that car. You don't just go. I'm going to want the Ferrari. You literally pretend you're driving the car right then and there. That's why if I don't have a Rolls Royce. That's why I don't have a Rolls Royce. Because I've already sat in enough of them and smelt the cherry leather. 
I don't listen, need to. I don't need to own one. Listen, brother. I I I have an SL. Uh, is it SL? The big five fifty from two thousand and nine. I can buy any car I want. Do I need it? Nope. Why? Because there are other things that are more important to me. I can and, feel and the is, I can feel the threads of the curtain in my fingers right now. How about sitting behind the Bentley, the Rich Carlton, the New York, when I was interviewed by Inc. Magazine many years ago? Yeah. I mean, not the Bentley, the uh, Maybach. Loved it. Do I want it? Nope. Why? I don't need it. I, you know, I, what's the, it, what's it, it for? Well, I mean, what's it so, for? What's right. it for? To put out a projection? Put out, do, do, so everyone else can see that I have it? To stroke the ego? Yeah, to so stroke the, the ego. And that's why, I mean, all these watches. I bought all these all the watches that I own, Marks. Have happened, yeah. Listen, listen. This is important. All of them happen within the first year of me getting to that seven-figure type of level. Now, ask me, what is the last time I buy a watch? I, mean, I don't need the. What is it for? Like, there's only so much you can. Only so many Dude, different. I, when we had the condo in Memphis, California, and we had the plane, the maintenance cost was stupid. Oh like, my god, it's ridiculous. I could have <laughs> flown. It wasn't for a yeah. class of belts. I could have flown a thousand times in a week. I mean, it was, it was, it was just so dumb. So I so after losing it all, and you know, and getting some of it or throw it back, I developed a, a saying, which I this is mine, that money is better when it's invisible. Money mm. looks better when it's invisible. I love that, man. It is right? too. So it no, is too. It right. So you, the wealthiest guys I know, nobody knows who they are. They're not famous. They're just That's wealthy. the point. I, I was just having a conversation with Wes about this, and and I was telling, I was like, man. It's the ones, and you. And I, I want to say something, a couple things to you, real quick, before I know we're running out of time. You mentioned something to me the other day, and it really helped me kind of like move away from something. And I'm trying to like, I'm closing my eyes and trying to like visualize and putting myself back in that moment, so I know exactly where to 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 deliver it the way that I want to deliver it to you and show the appreciation. You mentioned something is not going going after something; it's running away from something, and it really helped me. And I, I just want to say thank you for that. I'm grateful. You're welcome. But my mind was, I mean, my mind was impressionable to catch it. That's the thing exactly. about, that's my mind was impressionable to catch it. Most people wouldn't catch it. It'd be, you have to be, you have to put it, you put in the work to catch something like that. It's so subtle when you said it, it's not like you said it three or four different times. You dropped it and it was just like, you dropped it and we moved on. I didn't even say anything about it because what happened is, and I went back and reflect on the conversation, reflected on the conversation and understood it all. So, when people, and I was telling Wes, I was like, when people, and I'm touching on this, and I want to, I want to lose it real quick, and I'm sorry. This is for the listeners to me kind of explaining it. I want everyone to understand this. When, if you want to become the person that can be able to achieve that and blow past those types of goals, everyone right now on social media and everyone in this world wants to be known and wants to be famous. That shouldn't be the goal. It's about making a fucking impact. And you talked about touching the money and touching the million dollars and leaning on it and smelling it and making sure you're touching the side of it. What don't think about it. That's why I, when I feel when I when I get, when I've touched my hands on a couple million dollars as and as in the way it was, when I put my hands on it, it's like, what can I do with this? So it's so interesting you say that because you know, money is nothing more. I had this discussion with my son. My middle son is now reading Atlas Shrugged, loving mm -hmm. it by Ayn Rand. My oldest already read it. You know, it's so we're talking about this. And we said, he goes, Dad, you know, we're very scared kids. He goes, Dad, I don't know. I don't think they're doing it just for the money. I said, baby, they're doing it just for the money. No, Dad, they're, they're not doing it just for the money. I said, baby, they're doing it for the money. So he's like, no, 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 I, I, I don't believe that, you know, that the, the main characters, right, the producers in, mm -hmm. in the book. If you haven't read the book, 
it's an it's an old book, it's 1950s, but boy, it's a power terror novel. Anyway, amazing book. So you're not dad, and I said, baby, let me let's have this quick discussion. So let me just kind of pull this thread on you, right, Rich, Chris, so that we can we can richly define what he meant to say, but he didn't quite get it. So I said, baby, they're doing it just for the money. Not dad, they're not. Okay. His name is Jax. Okay, and Jax and Marks are there, my two my two oldest boys. I said, okay, so what is money? And Jax goes, well, you know, it's a piece of paper. And I said, no, no, what is, what is it? And so he finally realized it's a means of exchange. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. And what it used to be gold, the diamond. What are we exchanging? We're exchanging something that I have for something that you want and something that you have, something that I want. So in order for me to have the medium of exchange, you must want what I have. Yes. And if you want what I have, that means you're getting more value from what I have than what the money you're going to give me. Give an example. I love my iPhone, the 12, whatever it is. Right? Love it. Chris, love, love my phone. Right? In fact, I love all Apple products. Droid's me great. Too. I love me too. Products, I, that's, right? all, that's all Apple for me. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, I, I'm an Apple fanatic, right? So when I paid the 1300 bucks for this watch, I valued, sorry, for this phone, I valued this phone more than I valued Therefore, who's getting more value, Apple or me in my eyes? You're getting more value. Me, right. Otherwise, I wouldn't pay the freaking money, right? Uh-huh. So I don't value a Bentley. I don't, I, I can afford it. So could you. I don't value, it doesn't mean there's anything wrong with it. It's just, I don't value it. So I said, I, va- I value what you can't buy. Well, you, for sure, but, but but still, like for example, when we took the when we took a vacation in 2018, all five of us, it cost me a quarter of a million dollars. Mm-hmm. We spent 30 days in Europe, Italy, you know, top hotels, first class. So, I mean, I, it was the greatest vacation I ever taken. And then 30 days in the U.S. ended up in the White House. Was invited to do some work. I mean, you know, Disney World for 10 days at the, at the Floridian penthouse. It was amazing, right? Quarter million dollars. So I still needed money to provide value, right? It's a medium of exchange. So I think so. So Jax goes, okay, I said, so baby, so if they're focused exclusively on the money and they're smart, not stupid, like those Instagram famous, you know, I wear a red suit, I don't know how to be a master closer, or I'm 60, <laughs> but in reality, you know, I I love that I'm shit, 30, yeah. right? Like yeah. all these boneheads that, you know, that they're, they're like McDonald's food, right? It tastes good, but there's no substance to it, it's bad for you. So, so anyway, so these guys, these producers in this, in this book, value that they understand that money is a medium of exchange. In fact, I've got a, a dollar sign tattooed in, my, in the back of my tricep that represents that, which, which if you're smart, you've read out the show, you'll know. And so, goes, so we go, that exchange. Okay, baby, so I said, okay, sweetie. So what does that mean? He goes, well, dad, that means that they have to produce more value than they're going to get paid for. So the consumer gets more than the money they have. So, okay, great. So if they're really interested only in money, what are they really saying? They must be creators. They must use their imagination. They must mm-hmm. make something from nothing. They must be the movers of this world. They must create. And if they create something wonderful, something great, something people want, they can become super rich and wealthy, yeah. right? If they don't create something people want, they're just mental masturbation, masturbators and nothing happens. So yes, the dollar sign or the yang or the, the quid or whatever you know money has out there is just a symbol. That's all it is? That that you have created something that is so valuable that others are going to give you that energy, that piece of paper, that value to get what you want, whether it's a service or a product. So money is a great measure of value 
as long as you understand that the money is the driver to create value, meaning something somebody wants. Now, it doesn't have to be a product. It could be a, an emotion. So, you know, some would argue that Droid is better than Apple. They may be totally, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm a dumbass when it comes to technology. What I do know is that Steve Jobs and the Apple have made me feel that owning yes. this beautiful device <laughs> yep. is great for me, and I love it. I do a lot of business here. I move a ton of stuff in a little wonderful iPhone, right? On my AirPods, on my Mac, on my iPad, on my Apple Watch. Love it. If, if it cost me twice as much, I'd still pay for it. Now, some people who are droid, who would argue droid is better, and there's a bunch of on the line, you're probably right. I don't know. But you don't see the value in the Apple. You see the value in the droid. Doesn't matter. Mm. The point is you saw the value somebody else created to me before. So the million dollars that you're sitting there, when you had a couple million dollars cash, you went to look at it, touch it, feel it, your brain went subconsciously, look at the value you've created. Now, what else can you create with this added value, this, this trust that people have given you saying, hey, we trust you. Here's all this trust we gave you. You know, the story of the talents in the Bibles, right? They gave him one talent, buries it with the five turns to 10, 10 turns to 20, yes. or whatever the, the, the number. What are you going to do with it? So, and, 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 and there's this whole psychological attachment to value to money that people have subconscious. I mean, dude, I deal with so much junk when it comes to what money represents. And so when I flipped it in my head and thought, hey, look, the money is simply a means of exchange. Therefore, I must create value to get the money. How then do I go create value? How do I add more value yes, than I'm getting in return? That's the key. Now that because I have now that I have this resource and now that I have the, you know, the financial means that I didn't have prior, obviously, how do I be able to add more or shedding more layers to be able to make more of an impact? Listen, when, when somebody when somebody right. hires us now in focal point, right, to double their income, double their time off, I mean, you know, they go, well, how do you know, double my, if they're making a million dollars or 250 or whatever they're making, doubling is easy to measure, right? You're making two, make four, ta-da, right, double yeah. in 12 months or less, easy. But time off, they go, well, I already don't work a lot. How do I measure that? I said, well, how much pleasure can you stand, <laughs> right? How much can we take an hour and make it seem like it's three, four, five hours. Mm -hmm. How do we take a moment in time and elevate it so that the other person gets impacted in a way that you couldn't spend 10 hours trying to impact it? There's so much level. But from our perspective, when we get somebody, you know, who's a client, we know that the money they paid us up front, they're going to go, man, I would have paid 10 times that. Yeah, of course. But, because yeah. we create so much value for them. Just like you do for yours. Anybody who's any anybody who's listening who's successful, I got news for you. You're creating more value than the money you're getting. You're getting jipped out of this. You're otherwise you wouldn't get the money. So more value, more money. So money's a wonderful, amazing, incredible thing, and you should love it if you understand. It's about creation mm -hmm. and creating value. Elon Musk became the second richest guy in the world a couple of days ago. I don't know if he still is. Yeah, it's a, no, past, yeah, he it's like two days ago or whatever. I saw it. Yeah. Right, past Bill Gates. Why created more perceived value? Yes, hundred percent. So anyway, so 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 the money money is a great topic that we can philosophically talk about, but none of this happens until one thing, and that's until somebody says, you know, we have a formula called ICCD. You know, when we look at something, 
Do they have the income? Do they have control of their calendar? Do they have the capacity? But the D is the, is the most important piece. Is do they have the desire? Mm -hmm. And you know, and Jim Rohn said, who's one of my mentors, people change out of either inspiration or desperation. Yes. Right. You're either inspired or you're, you know, like you're miserable. I, we just signed up a client, very successful, very wealthy, um, big time mover, shaker. The means was not an issue for him, but he felt so overwhelmed and so despondent and so out of control that he's like, I need help. And, you know, and, 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 and for him to understand that makes him so much more powerful. Mm -hmm. Elon Musk almost cried when I forgot which astronaut said that, you know, hey, made a comment about him. That's what drives him. But is 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 doesn't he see the value I'm creating and and you know and helping get to Mars and so it's super super interesting. But anyway, you know, combining it's success. So deflating. It's so deflating when they don't so see. It's so of. I've I've been in not in that type of obviously situation, but I've worked so hard to get to where I had to go, and then learning all this stuff and learning and just going through my journey. And then when they when you're the people that you're particularly doing it for, don't appreciate or see the value of what you turned yourself and created. And that could be very, it, it's so deflating. And and if you, if I wasn't the person I am now, I'm putting in that growth and growing through things, not going through it, then it would, it would have probably potentially destroyed me and knocked me off the trajectory of where I was going. But I okay. would let you finish. I wanted to say that to the listeners that just, just understand something. You need to be doing it for a, a, a higher power and, and whatever that might be for you, rather than just doing it for someone else's love or someone else's affection Correct. or something else external, I, you need to do it for internally. Go ahead. Yeah, I, I, I think, I think love and affection drives you to success. It's a wonderful thing. The well, it's a very, it's, made, a, it's, a, it's a two best, it's two best things that are driving force in our life that are people that, you know, right. they, they, they will spend as much amount of time and wife. yeah, of course, an amount of money or whatever that might, cause they're, that's what we're all after is love and connection, you know? But so but, but, yeah. here's so here's what, here's what I messed up. Right. So, when I first made the fortune, I neglected. So here I am. I, I told you already the story, but I'll tell the listeners. So I'm I'm at, I'm 36 now, 38. I'm broke. I mean, I'm 50 now, but this was 12 years ago. I'm broke. I can't pay my mortgage. Lost a plan. Lost a house. Business, you know, is, is down the toilet. And employees are stealing from me. I mean, it's it's a disaster. Mm -hmm. And we're and my wife's gonna kick me to the curb in like a day or two for sure, right? So I end up having the, this, this this sort of this another blind side of the office. And I go to her and I say, baby, I said, do you want to go and do something crazy we really can't afford to do and shouldn't do? She goes, what? She goes, yeah, let's go. I said, let's go to Italy. Went to Italy, spent eight days in Italy, had no money, couldn't pay for anything, all on the, on the American Express card, hoping I'd come back and figure it out. Gotta love the points. <laughs> right? Gotta love the points. Hey, man, that's how we got to first class. Yeah. And then I remember we were in, in Venice in a tiny restaurant that Amenity had, um, had recommended and that was overstaying. And I had... Thank God this question came to mind. And, you know, and sometimes things just happen at the right time. And it was, what are your goals? We've been together since we're 18 years old. Mm -hmm. That's 20 years. I never, it's always me. Me, 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 me. I want to be a millionaire. I want to have a house. Yeah, yeah. And she aligned with it. But those weren't her goals. She wanted to travel, raise the kids. You know, they weren't super like, she didn't want a Rolls Royce and a Cartier watch. You know, my wife is just an amazing person. But she wanted a nice house. <clears throat> she wanted multiple houses in different areas, you know, and travel, whatever. So I said, okay, great. So I developed, I devoted the rest and have still the rest of my life 
to making her dreams come true. Love you know, it. and 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 that drove me. So it wasn't about getting the latest Rolex for me, which I had. It was about what's for her. Yeah. And it was and it wasn't easy. It was it was it was difficult. But I had to shed, to your point, my ego. Once I did that, is when the change began to. Now she was very cautious, very skeptical. Of course, by action, by action, you have to do it through action. Hundred percent, man. Love this. Yeah. Love this. I hope people are catching on to this. Yeah, and then little by little, you know, bit by bit, day by day, in every way, you know, eventually trust started coming back. She started seeing the action. I worked on myself, and then you know, things started to happen. And then all of a sudden, the minute I realized it's it's about creation. It's not about. There's no. You got to grind every day. Get up at six a.m. Walk to midnight. You know, my name is GV or whatever. You know, you got to do yeah. that. Not at all about that, dude. Not at all about that. If 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 you're done by 3 p.m. and your brain is toast, you're a dumb mother effer. If right. You're gonna go do something. Hundred percent, man. You gotta. You have to be able to understand the peaks and valleys and when you need more time and you took shutting, shutting that light, giving that librarian enough time to be able to catch up and compute the information. Daniel Pink, who it's an okay author, wrote a book called when yep. I could have told you when intuitively look, we have a question. I won't share the audience because it's, it's a dangerous question, but the question basically is a question that owns the intuition. And I sent it to you on text. You have it that owns the intuition. If you can tap, into your genuine true self, bringing it back to the beginning of the conversation, or what Napoleon called the other self, or you know mm -hmm. Emerson, or all these guys, whatever. If you can do that and keep chipping away at the things that aren't you, it's not about adding more, it's about chipping away the crap that isn't you, and you go to the intuition, you have no idea. And I don't mean this, you know, metaphysically, metaphorically, I mean literally, genuinely, physically, no idea how much more you can create, because, it's that release of the emotional, you get this yes. emotional freedom from stuff and you get resilience. And now that baseball becomes so true. In fact, so much so that there are people who wake up every day who say, I'm going to get this done today. And in their mind, it's already done. Mm -hmm. And it hasn't happened yet. But like Wallace Waddles talks about in his book, The Science of Getting Rich, it comes towards you. And they don't ever have a doubt. They have an opponent who would call faith. So these things that we drop, faith, mind, brain, you know, the listeners are like, yeah, I got it, I got it, I got it. No, 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 dude. Trust me, I'll tell you this. There's a difference, a difference between understanding what a jab is and then getting hit by a jab. Or, yes. or, or, or yeah. There's a difference between getting hit by a jab with your sparring partner and Mike Tyson. Right? I mean, there's there's mm -hmm. so many layers. Did you watched the I fight the other night? Mike, Roy Jones, like, like he's going to die. He was like, I felt everything. Yeah. <laughs> Mike Tyson's the greatest that ever lived to be oh, yeah. It's like I felt everything, but yeah. I, like, I once sparred with Don the Dragon Wilson. Now, if you don't know who Don the Dragon Wilson is, he's a kickboxer, he became a movie star. And I was in my 30s, he was in his 40s. This is 20 plus years ago. And I had I had fought and never lost a fight in amateur stuff and you know, never went pro. It was a dude, it was a whole different ball game. Every time that guy hit me, it made me reevaluate the core of my being. Yes, and that's, and that's and that's and that was a perfect analogy to segue right back into what you were talking about. You like you didn't you have to reevaluate measuring and reassessing is so important, and it goes back. And I'm gonna do a loop back into your journals. It's like you have to know and document like where I got to measure and reassess. But here's the thing: what happens with people that 
grind from 5 a.m. till like 3 p.m. and they're like mind just shot and fucked, right? And they're burnt out and they go burn out. They don't remember what. Do you, I spend so much of my time measuring and reassessing in my own thoughts before I touch any technology. It's like I my my phone does not go into my room. It does not go into my room at all. And and, and Chris, it, it, it's it's okay. Like Mark Cuban, first thing he does in the morning is do his email. It's okay to do it. Yeah, yeah, but it works. It works for me. That's my point. It works for the methods, the techniques that I execute every day that I already accomplished and I'm already setting out to do. And I've already, it's already happened. I've already put it out there. It happens at that time. It works best for me. What works best for you is not going to work best for me. Or because it's not me. Right. Right. Who knows, right? Probably you know, what I'm saying. What it's my point. It's just that, and right, I want right people to I. listen to this and be like, "What the? F- I'm gonna do exactly what they're talking about." And I'm like, "How come I'm not getting the satisfaction? And and how can. come I'm not doing it?" Yeah, right. You can, and then you have to adapt it for you. Boom. Yep. There we go. And then sometimes, you know, and sometimes, like for example, I was getting up every morning at 3:30 a.m. I got up this morning at 3:30 a.m. to read. So I'd read, 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 read until four, five, six hours. And then it came to a point where I was like, I'm done reading. And now I get up yes. at 3.30 morning and I worked, 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 right, right. So I trust my intuition. I don't try to get stuck to these patterns that then box us in. Because your intuition tells you, hey, you know what? Right now you got to be a consumer of ideas. Now you got to be a creator of ideas. Now you got to be a mix. You know, go here. And, and, and a lot of stuff that we end up doing is we end up helping you understand what is that intuition and what's it really telling you? What is it you need to do? So you may go wake up one day and go, you know what, man? I need to strike it on my phone for a second in the morning. We don't know, right? Mm-hmm. If it comes from your intuition, don't fight it. Do it. And then you go one day go, I'm done. I don't want to do it. So like I get up in the morning now and I'll I'm right, dude, I'm writing so much content for my, you know, for our, our for our clients that it's crazy. But I wasn't a while ago, I was reading a ton of stuff. Why? I needed to put more stuff back yeah, in my you brain. Yeah, gain more knowledge. Yeah. Right. I had to rehash it, regain it, and then go back and pump it out. It's a muscle. You your brain's just 100%. a muscle. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta exercise that muscle and with the right it. information. Yes, yes. And then also rest it, right? So yes, you know, with our clients, you know, one thing I tell in the beginning is, if you're gonna do this, you need three attributes, but you gotta understand most of what we're gonna talk about is counterintuitive. You're gonna resist me. You're gonna argue. You're gonna bitch. You're gonna complain. You're gonna be scared about it, but it works because it is counterintuitive. Mm-hmm. For somebody who, you know, who skis, you don't lean away from the mountain, you lean forward. It's counterintuitive, right? Somebody who boxes, somebody who puts, you got to turn your hip, not your shoulder. Your shoulder falls in. It's counterintuitive. It's not a muscle. It's a technique. All the things that are effective and efficient in life, when you don't know how to do them, they're counterintuitive. When you know how to do them, become intuitive. But I can't make them intuitive until you understand they're counterintuitive. And therefore, you got to feel that, you know, that whole thing of like the four levels of learning unconscious incompetence your listeners probably don't know what they didn't know until now then conscious incompetence oh now i know there's something but i don't know anything about it now conscious competence oh i get to do it i got a conscious to think about it yeah and unconscious competence i don't just think about it i just do it mastery is that it's not the fourth level it's a cycling through all those levels all of the time you have that unconscious competence but you're always adding things i didn't know that now that i know i know i'm a dumbass i don't know it now I know how to do it, but I got to think about it. And now I know how to do it. I'll think about it. And you just, just cycle put it in the reps. Just put it in reps. Right. Right. This is reps. All Those are the reps. Exactly. It's yeah. like your boxing stuff. Those I mean, are the know, reps. 
if if somebody, God forbid, pushes you in a bar and you have your daughter, you're going to react. You're not going to. You're going to cross jab hook. Something's going to come out of you. Well, that information is already there. That information is already there. I mean, it's muscle memory, you know, and it. That's why the military trains until your eyes freaking bleed. Because, because they, they're, they're, they're tapping, they're putting it into your subconscious, so that way they know the ones are going to break underneath pressure, and not right. and not just to they hesitate just for us. But you when you hesitate, what you meditate in a horizontal position? Exactly. And so I'm what's so, happened is right, right. I'm gonna, let, I'm gonna let the listeners enjoy this. Go ahead, please yeah. say that again. Say that again. So, you, he who hesitates meditates in a horizontal position. Yes. <laughs> right. So, so what good. you what you've done? So what you what you've done is you've trained your caveman to behave the way you want him to behave. Yeah, yeah. So when there's a threat, caveman goes cross hook, uppercut, knock, mother effer out, right? Versus run or so we need to do the same thing in our lives when it comes to relationship with our spouses, mm-hmm. our finances, our business, all of this stuff. So the caveman utilizes his intention is to love you and help you and save you. He just doesn't know how to do it in a way that you want him to do it. Mm-hmm. He's been triggered by negative memories and negative anchors, whatever have you. When you cut that leash off, he becomes a mold. And now you can retrain that cave, yes. that cave woman. That's the whole point. You the right way. That's the whole point. And that's what I'm saying. I know when I turn, I know I unlock my inner beats. And I know when I unlock that son of a bitch. And right. I know when it's time to. Right. But I also yeah. know when to put his ass in check and there's no leash on him. I put right. him in the court. He sits down and shuts the hell up. But he's got I know how to it. train him, right? right? So, right. You have to know how to train that part of your brain. You got to right. so I've, I've got a Doberman that's police trained. Mm-hmm. Turnkey dog, protection dog. I've had protection dogs since for 23 years, right? Different dogs. You know, Sherman Shepherds and now Dobies. That dog will lick you, kiss you. The minute he gets the command, he'll bite your ass. Mm-hmm. If you push me, he bites you. He's trained. He mm-hmm. knows what to do. So why can't we train our brains, not our minds, but our brain to do the same thing? We can. You can. Yeah, that's the 100%. whole point. You can. You can do anything you want to do. Anything. Right. It, there's never been a time in life where that saying is is actually true. You can be anything you want to be in life. You can it's be true. anything that you can imagine. I'll put even it that way. If, even if it's only in your imagination, if you want to go to Mars – you can still go to Mars in your imagination. Yeah, hundred percent. Because you don't know, you don't know the difference. Right. I mean, you know, it, it's it, it's a whole. It's look. It's it's seeing and feeling is believing. It's not seeing and believing is feeling. It's seeing and feeling is believing. You got to feel before you can believe. Mm-hmm. And this is it's a very subtle shift, going from thinking I'm going to go towards my goal to I'm going to go from my goal. And if they understand that, then they, they've they gotten part of the key that Napoleon talks about in his book and, and the Bible and Emerson and all these guys. So anyway, look. Yeah. But yeah I, I, probably, I, this could, I mean, this conversation, you know, obviously is going to go on for like a bunch of other conversations between us. And, I, and I'm, I'm so grateful. I'm just honored to have you on to the show. And I hope the listeners really grasp, you know, some of you might have to dissect this, guys, like probably listen to it three, four, five, ten different times to really – to get your mind impressionable and working that muscle in your brain to be able to be impressionable to grasp some of the information. I hope, listen, they, I hope that right. added, I hope we added value. If we changed, you know, I think we talked about this last time. If you're standing in a corner of a room and they put a statue in front of you and you can only see that statue from that point of view, mm-hmm. you don't have a 3d point of view. 
But if you're allowed to walk across the room and then go upstairs and then lay down on the floor and touch the statue, smell the statue, try to move the statue, you know, hug it, you now have a better, deeper understanding of that statue. Mm -hmm. Life is like that. Most people live in a corner of a room and they don't get to walk around, go up, down, touch and feel or whatever. So if we if we move to the listener from one corner to at least another corner, or maybe across the room, or got to touch the the, the the statue, got them to elevate their thinking, they'll never be the same. And we've added value for them. I'm I'm hoping that somebody what you know, I said a prayer before coming on here, that I hope somebody somewhere listening has a change of perception. So their life is better off and they can do something that say, you know, when I listen to the Win Win Effect with Chris Ross and that one episode, that crazy guy, my life is now better because of that. If we've done that, then their time has been well invested, not spent, but invested because yep. it'll keep giving dividends over and over and over again. And and thank you for putting me on the show and taking a risk and having a crazy out of the weird field. <laughs> I love it, man. I love it, man. And, you know, and you're welcome. And anytime, I mean, doors open book, man. I mean, anytime you want to come back, um, anytime, just all you do, just send me a message. I mean, I don't give a shit what time it is. I want to add something to something you said. When people are, you know, with that, looking at the statue in those different ways in a 3D world, and you're not in a 3D world and you can't see it. But here's, here's where you can really really tap into in, in that calmness when he's talking about a being where where if someone got into an accident and everything slows down for a minute that's my whole day in certain times there's times where i'm so focused in on something and then i move away and i go do something else and then during my downtime and i'm, I'm breaking certain things down and reprocessing things and going there measuring reassessing and visualizing i go <gasps> and i'll run in the other room Boom, Eureka moment. I got it. Right. I'm like, I got whatever I was worth. I'm like, I got it. And I have something that where it's not going to just like 1%. You're looking at me, it's going to transform something. And it's the whole different way of looking at life or a whole different way of looking at the problem or just, you know, whatever that might be. Like, I'm thinking about it too damn small. Whoa, I got it. And then I go in a, then I go in the dark for about right. two hours of focusing in, a, in that calmness moment where I'm getting so much that two hours, I probably may, I did, I did a week of work in of that course. two hours. Of course you did. Because and I just, you, I'm you... hoping that people can um, listen to this and apply it to know what that feels like. Right. Well, you let the archiving brain, AKA the subconscious mind. Yes. Go get the answer and bring it to you. Yes. And goes, got it. You know, and right. this is what the point I talked about is, is conditioned that subconscious mind through those things. Anyway, but so of I course, love listen, there's right. no way in, in the world you can't experience that at the level of success you're at. In other words, nobody who's gotten to where you're at is because they worked hard. It's because they've had those moments over and over and over and over and over again, mm-hmm. right? It's those eureka moments where got it. And, and again, that, that, listen, that thread alone, Chris, truly, is a six, seven, eight hour thread explaining how to do that, why that works, and 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 what that really entails. Because what you said is super powerful. And you know, what listeners get or not, it's up to them. But understanding that now has already shifted how they view work and how they view life. Yeah. You know, Richard Caution had this discussion. He wrote a blog about time management. I wrote a blog and then he published it. Because to me, work is defined differently as things that aren't working. If it's not yeah. an autopilot, then it's work. Once it's an autopilot, it's not work anymore. 
and you know, you're just gonna go, oh, your car works. There's nothing you have to do to make your car work. It just works. Why? Mm -hmm. It serves the purpose it's supposed to serve. And again, when you want your businesses to work, that means that you should have less impact in the business because the business should be working. So again, it's exactly. another. It's like going in for and taking your car in for a tune-up. Exactly. That's what it's about. You build yeah. it, and you know what's going, what how it operates. You built the damn thing. Right. You know how to operate. Works. You know what you know. You know all the missing little like things that people don't see. You you built the damn thing. Driving versus right. you know exactly. You That's what I talk about. Like fly, you got I'm flying a plane. Right. I don't land a plane or build a plane or all the other shit. I fly the plane. That's mm -hmm. my job. And that's you, and, and, yeah. and that's what makes you such a great visionary, is you I get to see and then fly the plane. Mm. Man, I guys, I hope you've got tons of value from this, Mark. So then again, I'm extremely grateful. I love you, brother, man. You love know you your too, family, man. and um, just to let everyone know that you know we talked about his kids. This guy lives, breathes, and eats and sleeps his deep inner feeling of the message and the, and the intention behind his message. That's how I much he, dog food, right? It's, you, he's, you got to though, man. It's, it's the only way to live. And let me phrase that. The only way, and from what I discovered after being a dumbass and still a dumbass and get to get peace of mind is you got to eat your own peace dog of mind. Food. Yep. You kept, you kept dropping that peace of mind. And I love it's just, that people, it's, critical. it's like a, it's like, it's like a little, you just keeps dropping this little things on a loop back. The peace of mind, peace of mind. Peace yeah. of mind. Because right. Chris, it's it's when you have peace of mind, you're more productive. And we define uh, productive as attaining the desired result. Example, yep. I'm gonna hang out yep. with my wife and watch a movie. My desired result is not to be on my phone, it's to hang out with my wife, and watch a movie. So if I'm not doing that, I'm not being productive. I maybe if I'm on myself and going, I'm not being productive, I'm being a dumbass. Because my outcome is hang out with a beautiful wife, watch a movie. When Thanksgiving came on, the kids came on, guess what, man? I did zero money-making work. Why? Mm -hmm. I sat, I did kidding my kids. Why? That was my outcome. Hence, highly productive. Hence, slowing down time. Hence, adding more value. Hence, you know, right. uh, getting more from the hour because time is nothing more than a collection of experiences, their intensity, and their frequency. And with that, my friend, I will let you do your thing because I do not want to keep bugging your audience. I want them to leave <laughs> and think and, and ponder. I appreciate it. I have, um, you know, a lot of, I'm going to take some time. I'm going to take probably like another 30 minutes even just to decompress just from this conversation and let it soak all in and do a brain dump. So um, I appreciate it. It doesn't matter. It doesn't even matter if I know all this, you know, no information is hearing something from a different voice, different frequency, different intention, different feeling behind it. That you're grasping it and then go, wait a minute, that's something, you know, like people is like, I heard this whole, whole life. Then it could be that one moment where we go, that eureka moment that you're talking about, like, whoa. That's like saying, I've done jabs. I know the jabs. So you don't train right, a boxer. Yeah. You don't have to train the same stuff you already know, like the jab cross. <laughs> like you don't right. have to practice anymore. You already got it. I mean, how people don't equate the physical world with the mental world is beyond me. Right. They're, they're I, the same I visualize it. I visualize the life that I have right now. I visualized three years ago. Of course you did. Of course you did. And that's you my point. To, and I want everyone to understand, like when they say, oh, like, like, do you ever sit back and go, how the hell did you get here? I know how I got here. I built it. I created it, man. What are you talking about? I, I know exactly I, where I was going. I was here before you were here. That's yeah. your thinking. Is, is, dude, I've been there before, before I got there. I was already there.
I've been already here. Like when that remember I saw that, our conversation, bro. Like I'm telling you, when you popped on about seven minutes, like I didn't know I had no idea when you were going to show up. But I knew it was going to happen eventually because I put it out there and put it into work and I put out that frequency and attracting it back and I got it. I was like, okay. Now I'm now I'm just grateful to I'm grateful that I had a uh, an opportunity to to be able to pick the brain of someone that's picked the brain of not the, the money side of it, people that have peace of mind. And peace of mind is the Jerry Maguire Kwong. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, I'm catching all this all shit. Of it, I'm catching thing, all this. Right? I'm absorbing yeah. all of it, man. Yeah. So I'm catching all the little drops. So when you're when you when you have an opportunity, to, what really gets people's attention sometimes is proof of the pudding. You know. So I'm saying this for the listeners. This guy's name was he was <laughs> had a dedication in a book from a billionaire, guys. That's a, and that's I'm, a pretty good accolade if you think about it. And and then that's and that's and I want everyone to understand what that actually means. It doesn't mean that he's helped someone and made it made all the manifest all these things, lost all the money, made it back, and living a beautiful life and having a peace of mind. A billionaire's thought popped in his head. And just to show appreciation, put his name in a book. Said, I just want to appreciate. Just let that sink in and what that really means. Well, he, he said, if not for Marx, this book would not have been written. Right. No, no, no. I, I get that, but I want pretty, them to understand that, what yeah, that means. Pretty, and I think, you know, I think that's I think that's kind of what drives me. And we'll end up with this, I promise. What, what drives me is exactly that is that I get, other than my kids and beautiful wife, I get joy from helping people who are successful become even more successful. It's what drives me, it's what my, my passion is, what, what I love to do, because there's something that happens when you have a tiny bit of an impact in helping somebody else do better. The value I get is way more than the value they get. Yeah, Just of course, I mean, I, I live that life right now. I'm living that, exactly. I, I, I live that life. Like, that doesn't, <laughs> I'm telling you, man, I, I'm gonna say I work, but I polarize through my day and just blaze right through my day because I owe it to everyone else that I've ever come in contact with in my life to do that. And I'm so blessed. I'm so grateful for it. And if I don't make a dollar today, I don't give a shit, but I, I'm telling you right now, it's not a day that goes by. I don't make money. So guys, I do it for the feeling I receive back. That's how I transfer energy. That's why I do it. Well, you, you you do it to create value. I, look, I, I think a better way yeah. of saying that, Chris, particularly for your subconscious mind, is that every day you create more value than you receive. And Absolutely. And where the money's going to come from is no concern. It'll show up. Yeah, it's, it it's coming. It'll show up. It'll show up. It'll show up. It shows up when I need it the most and whatever, whatever it, that it, might be. It has to. Because Have to some of the law. biggest months I've had, I've had my, listen, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and I want the listeners to understand this. Maybe this right. can be off scene or whatever. I've, I've manifested more money in the last year. I, <laughs> than I have my whole career and I did it by less work, less work, but I did it by more of this work, more value. Yes. That's the key. It's more value. And I've so. taken it. And there, I have people are like, it's almost like I put people in a position in businesses and companies, and it could be whatever, man, whatever capacity. Whatever I put is. people in a position they can't tell me no. Right. So I, I think if ever you want to have another podcast, I think your listeners should apply us to what they want to hear discussion. But I think it'd be interesting for us to go down the rabbit trail 
of this fake notion of the law of attraction and demystify what that really means. Yeah. Not what people have told you it means, but what it really, really means. Because some people and your, some of your audience members already know how to utilize it, but they don't know why it's working. They just know that yeah. it works and they're doing yeah. it. But understanding why it works is, uh, is that's critical. The, anyway, that's the that's the most powerful part. Is let, understanding let, let me and then, off because right, I gotta go, it. man. I gotta go. But yeah, guys, I appreciate it. The show notes, you'll be able to find marks and all that good stuff. But other than that, my man, I'm so grateful. Thank you so much for gratitude is mine. All all of all of the golden nuggets, guys. Y'all take care. Be safe. Be well. Keep moving. Keep growing. Keep learning. Let's go win. Let's take care. Peace out. Cheers. Bye.